On this show, it's only good vibes. Talking about music from Beyonce to Tribe. In the world where it's always politicking. Run, why your boy Kanye be tripping? I don't know, so we put it on the shelf. Listen to Conrad when he brings up mental health. Is Michael Jackson really the king of pop? There's no debate if you ask, be shocked. Conversation so tight, it be gripping ya. We love getting suggestions from our listeners. Do something foolish, try and run if you can. All you gonna do is end up a victim of Who's Man's. Welcome to another week of Who's Man's podcast. We hope you enjoy it. Anybody got something they can uh, a little anecdote or conversation to get the time uh, the pod started with? Your wedding. You want to announce that you're married? Yeah. Like. The big happened. That's right. Uh, so y'all got. All right. Well, how do we intro it? Go ahead, Tori. Oh, we are so. Yeah. This one's about petty shit. I can't wait for that conversation. Oh. But but yes. Um. So we had a wedding. Woo, woo, woo. So we are now. <laughs> We are now um, Ron and Tori Taylor. Oh, yes. got We got married at um, my parents' house in the Dallas Fort Worth area, and it was it was the most perfect day. We were talking about it earlier, where Brian was surprised at how calm yes. we were, and it was true. It was like a, it, it was only my parents, Ron, myself, Brian. And the videographer and photographer, so seven people total. But legit, there was so much stuff happening. The like Tori was laughing and kind. I mean, not to say you wouldn't be kind. I don't know what you. (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't. No, Ron was like, you know, talking and (laughs) having conversation. I don't know what I expected, but I went into that day fully expecting, like, hey, you know. Ron's probably not going to talk to you as much. <laughs> Tori's going to be in her own world, <laughs> and her parents have a lot of stuff going on. You just get in where you fit in. But you walked in, and it was like, Tori's like, hey, how's it going? Uh, good. <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> it was so odd, but it was great. I immediately said, okay, Brian, come upstairs and go, go ahead and keep Ron yeah, coming. She was like, you want me to tell you where Ron is? I was like, no, like, you shouldn't be doing anything for me. Like, <laughs> What do you need? <laughs> <laughs> it was perfect, though. Yeah. And I was just restless because I was waiting for um, my get ready shot to happen so I could put my dress on. And I was waiting for my bouquet to come because a really good friend of mine, she owns a floral boutique with one of her best friends. And she made my bouquet and Ron's bouquet, and it turned out beautiful. Um, you, you, Brian and Ron, you guys could probably hear screaming when I was downstairs and I saw the bouquet, uh, because they wanted to surprise me. But yeah, it wasn't until At Last, as soon as At Last came on for me to quote unquote walk down the aisle, that's when I got nervous. But then once I saw Ron, I felt better. I'm gonna try again. <laughs> Tori, can you please talk about so, your mom's decorations? I feel oh like this is a new business. So, besides Brian and Ron, obviously, who were at the house, um, uh, Dom and Comrade got to watch it, watch the wedding ceremony over a Zoom among our other family and friends and whatnot. 
Apparently, Ron's telling is like lit in the chat. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> yes. Most yeah. definitely. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> but um, my mom basically, I didn't want to. We were we were actually planning a for real ceremony in Austin for like September 2022. And then as I was like, you know, planning and getting things in order, I was just thinking, you know what, this is too much. We don't even know if we'll have. Because at that point, we didn't know if the vaccine would be available, and if it was available, we didn't know if there would be any, like, dangerous side effects to it, and we were just like, we wouldn't, we didn't feel like we were going to celebrate like we wanted to, so we said, you know what, we're just going to get married at the city hall and and call it a day. Um, But my mom was like, no, I want you to have a really nice wedding, and as, as, um, similar to an actual wedding as we can make it. So they offered to have it at their house. So that was around October or November when we decided to have it at the house. Um, and since November, my mom had taken care of all the decorations. 95% of the decorations came from Hobby Lobby. <laughs> so all those flowers you saw, all those flowers you saw that were perfectly crafted, put together, first of all, they were all done by her. But they were all artificial flowers, and she was so good at what she did. She yes. made them look real. Yes. I definitely thought they were real. Like, me too. I kept yeah. trying to smell them. Like they, she. <laughs> <laughs> Even after I knew they were fake, I was like, no, they, this one can't be fake right here. Let me smell this one." <laughs> <laughs> and, and low key, low key, she was pretty much done decorating in January. But between January and March, and up until the week of, she was just making final details and final touches. And it turned out better than what I could have ever imagined. Like, it was, I don't like to use the word perfect that often, but it was, it really was a perfect day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then my dad married us and, and whatnot, so everything turned How out. How was your dad emotional? Or emotional? Like, did he, like, kind of lose it? Or I've never seen a, him cry. You've never seen him cry? Never seen him cry during my life. Wow. Um, he, yeah, my mom has only seen him cry once. And that was less than 10 years ago. So Ron is so, just very uh, different from your dad, then.
you know, you back here blubbering. <laughs> so you better keep it together. And that took me out of it. But that little pause when Tori started talking, I was like, oh my God, why is she doing this? Like, this is not what we, this is not what we talked about. <laughs> As if we talked about it. That would be Man, it was great. I was crying the whole day. I was like, oh my God, this shit is so beautiful. <laughs> 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 I was literally in an emotional state the rest of the day. I was so happy. Mad on the table. <laughs> right, though? I was going to say that in a text to y'all, and I was like, I'm not about to be on record calling myself on stage. <laughs> Market. Oh, man. <laughs> And and the next day we were planning on going back to Austin, but we, we already had that Monday off. But we were like, "Why are you rushing?" I luckily we were able to figure out you know a hotel room and we stayed at a nice hotel Sunday night. And I didn't, I didn't. Apparently that was Grammy night. I didn't watch the Grammys, but what I did see was Beyonce win her twenty eighth Grammy award. <laughs> The the most awards, the most Grammy awards amongst. So you didn't know it was the Grammys. The most Grammy awards amongst. But you just filmed it. Okay, we're gonna turn to the channel. Let's see what's happening. Hold on a second. Apparently, there is a Hungarian conductor who has the most Grammy awards of all time. I thought it was Quincy. Oh, I'm being okay. Uh-uh, he has 31. I think Quincy has 29. No, no, Quincy has 28. He has 28. So nobody talked about this dude, this Hungarian dude. That's my boy out there. Ain't nobody thinking about him. Oh, James, I don't think about him. <laughs> but even though we didn't watch the Grammys, I was just looking to see. I the All I saw was, because you know what they're talking about, all I saw was Meg win her awards. Beyonce, Blue Ivy, because she needed to be mentioned. Thank you very much. Um, Her Majesty the Queen. Um, and and uh, who else was it? Oh, the Watch performance. But did you guys watch the Grammys at all? Okay, so I did watch it. <laughs> yeah, I heard the ratings were down bad. I, did so I, I just knew this conversation was going to be between you and Brian for a while. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so you know I don't miss award shows. But I also wow. cut the cord recently so um i had to like steal the channel from my mom uh which thankfully she didn't understand what was going on she just gave me her uh her email and password so i didn't have to ask answer any questions so only issue with that is you gotta watch <laughs> everything you ain't no changing back and forth so i watched every commercial every <laughs> every performance uh it was no break in the night for me it was a it was a good show i would say like they did what they had to do with uh COVID and all the measurements with COVID, but it was still awkward as hell. Like it was so awkward. I just don't understand it why they awkward. would choose to do it in person. That's the part that I just feel like is unnecessary. Yeah, I agree. And it's like at this point, like one, if anybody saw the BET Awards, to me the BET Awards did it the best, right? Every performance was I think so too. in. Everything was kind of pre-produced. And it worked out well. The Grammys, it was so uncomfortable because it's like 
I guess everyone had to take a COVID test. All the performers, like, basically performed for each other, which was kind of awkward. So, like, you're looking at a performance, <laughs> and then they go Taylor Swift over there waiting to sing, looking goofy <laughs> at you. what we doing like where the audience at and then at the end the people clapping behind the camera so it's like whoa this is taking me out of it but I will say it was it was pretty entertaining now I think the most talked about thing of that night and I'm pretty sure you guys didn't watch the show but you probably seen clips of this was Megan and Cardi B's performance so I'm curious to hear kind of what were you guys' thoughts? Honestly, I haven't seen it. The only thing floating around in my timeline was Beyonce, which I'm thankful for because it's not like so. It's not as though I wanted to see it, to be honest. No shade to them. Was it any worse than the music? Well, not worse, but was, was it any different than the music video? Like, why was it causing such a ruckus? Well, yeah. there was a certain music video. Um, the iPod was dope. I loved it. They were basically like, yeah. yeah, this is how it would look if you were to do that type of thing. I thought it was a good so <laughs> it was, <laughs> Look. I mean, I, I think all the, the controversy around it is ridiculous. I think they just all, I, I think people are just, they want Cardi to be something that she's not ever going to be. <laughs> she's always been about sex and sex positivity. And talking about her <laughs> cat, like that's yeah. just her. I brand. saw a bunch of people <laughs> saying like, "Oh, this is CBS," and obviously we know what happened on CBS a few years ago with the Super Bowl and you know the Queen of Music, Janet Jackson. So they were, admit, you know, oh. we, that's where we are. <laughs> that's where we are today. Yeah, I got married. That's what happened. So um, <laughs> they were mentioning like, "Oh, y'all yeah, okay with this? You promoting this, but you couldn't be okay with that." And to me, it's two different things, two different events. And then it's twenty years later, so it's like they invited Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion to perform a song called "Why," and they know what it stands for. They know what the video looks like. There's no way they thought they were gonna sit up there on the stool and a mic with a microphone and, and rap the song like. You knew what was going to happen. Um, and wasn't Cardi nominated for what? I don't know. I don't know if she was nominated because I feel like the win- it was too close but, to like the nomination window. But obviously, Megan was nominated a bunch mm-hmm. that night. And I mean, that song is huge at this mm-hmm. point. So, similar to them comparing it to things <laughs> that didn't make sense, the only thing I actually did see about the performance was people comparing that to canceling Dr. Seuss. <laughs> like, oh my God. and I am so serious. People, people are so many times. Dr. And I'm just like, this is not exactly what happened with Dr. Seuss. And also, she doesn't make music for children. But, ju- you yeah, know, just Someone explain to me just what is thought. happening with Dr. Seuss. Also, yeah. he did, right? Yeah, please be correct. <laughs> 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 I just want to know, can I still admit that I'm a Dr. Seuss fan? Do I need to stop telling people about that? What did you say, Ron? Can I still be a Dr. Seuss fan, or do I got to stop telling people I like this book? That's a tough one there. <laughs> no, you're correct. No, the I, issue I, I don't even know what he really did. I didn't know there was some racism involved, which is like hardcore <laughs> these days. The Dr. 
Juicy's franchise said, look, there's six books that are inappropriate. They have racial undertones. We're taking, we're, we're not selling them anymore, putting them on bookshelves. That doesn't mean every single Dr. Seuss book is not in production. So people are getting hung up over like five mm-hmm. or six books in the Dr. Seuss like universe. Kind of a lot of that is like, like that. <laughs> it's like, it know, is. Like, it's like, for like, sure, but it wasn't canceled. Yeah, that's not right. And when I say people are getting hung up, I mean people are getting hung up on the fact that they think Dr. Seuss is getting canceled. As they made that choice. They exactly. made the right choice, but it wasn't as though like anyone forced their hand in that regard. Exactly. How does that relate to why? I have no idea. But yeah, it keeps man. coming up, and that's the only thing I've seen. And I'm just like, y'all. I saw weird. a white. I saw. I saw Cardi B post a white that lady crying, crying today crazy. over the performance, and saying like, "Oh, what else oh, can we man. show our kids?" Oh, and I'm like, "Why that's would your kids ever be watching this? Like, what? What part of the song?" Yeah, parental <laughs> control still exists. Yeah, but to be fair, to be fair, we all knew what would be happening during that oh, performance, yeah. of course. But I mean, people do let their children watch award shows. That's not with you know. That's not outside of the realm of what's normal. Well, and to your point, that's true. I was watching award shows like, with my parents. Kids starting, I think. I, I, Tori said it earlier. Like Cardi B is not a um, a role model. No, yeah, totally. But kids like her. And whose fault is that? Right? <laughs> you have to be planted somewhere for your kid to know kind of what her music says or is it is about um but i don't know my thing is why are we crying over this and i, I was now i won't lie i was happy sunday because i was like it's gonna be some pissed off white people over after this performance and i knew exactly at what moment they were gonna be pissed off they probably were pissed off as soon as she came out but as soon as you hear that song and kind of you knew where it was going you was like oh yeah it's going to be the talk of the town <laughs> tomorrow. But I wonder, do you guys feel like it took away from um, Make the Stallion at all? Oh, not at all. Not at all. She, first of all, she's gone through so much in this one year alone last mm-hmm. year. Lost her mother, lost her grandmother. Oh, uh, got shot in the foot by like and all on the but on a black side, she made a song like a like a huge like a record selling song with um Beyonce Savage, like that was every, that was yeah. the song of the summer mm-hmm. last year. She put out a really good album. Mm-hmm. She's still putting out really good. Market market thirty. Because he usually always has something to say. <laughs> um, but yeah, like she had a really trying year. And I don't think, I, I still see people like talking about just her genuine reaction to when she won. Like she, I personally believe she deserved every award that she was nominated for and that she won. So, and, and, and plus she, she had her own performance for, um, she was performing Body yeah. and Savage, and I thought she did great. The choreography. No, I thought, awesome. and she had a big night. I mean, she, like, to your point, she was, what, the first rapper to win Best New Artist since Lauren Hill? 
She uh, obviously picked up the other, well, she won, I think, three or four awards total. So it was a huge night for her. I was surprised by some of the other winners. So, like, Nas, right, got his first Grammy ever on Sunday, which was crazy. I, I assume he already had a few, but no. Uh, Kanye West won Best uh, Contemporary Gospel Album. <laughs> I haven't listened Did to Did you guys listen to his album? No. The disinterest in y'all's voices is... <laughs> I legit did not even know that. So he won that. I know, um, obviously, Blue Ivy, second youngest winner of a Grammy ever. So, question for Yeah. For the Grammys, like, how do you, if you have, like, a team, for instance, like, how Blue Ivy got it, are there, like, does the whole team get a Grammy, too, or how does that work? Like, if you were a part of the production and all that. You get a Grammy as well, or is it just the artist that gets it? It depends on the category. So for her category specifically, it's the artist who wins the Grammy. I think, well, let me take that back. I feel like it's the artist because it's music video, the artist and the director of the video. So how could be wrong? So why did Blue Ivy get it? Because technically she's the artist, yeah. Because she actually was featured as well. She is featured. (laughs) <laughs> on, on a brown skin girl. Yeah, like, Sorry, okay. I was. <laughs> <laughs> who's, who's the guy on the song? Is it Burner Boy? <laughs> oh, wait, okay. Wait, so he won. He won. Beyonce won. Blue Ivy won. And I guess whoever the director was would have won that award. I was surprised John Legend won the best R&B album because I didn't like Ooh, it. Oh, I loved it. It was great to me. I honestly oh. didn't listen to it. You guys have to check it and out. And I love John Legend, but I just could not listen to it. I haven't listened to any new Bigger music love. during the uh, pandemonium B2K. I was going to ask y'all, like, I'm struggling List, like just having the motivation to listen to new artists myself. Shit. I listened to this new artist came out in 80, 82, James Jackson. And then Michael. That's it. <laughs> I started listening to more Lucky Day. Yeah. Man, I haven't really listened to Chuck Newman this year. Okay. That's a good one. I don't know who the person's name is, and this person might not even be that new, but the guy who originally made the song that Chloe just uh, covered, you guys know what I'm talking about? Chloe yeah. Bailey? I think I know what you're talking about. I can't something about, know. like, Still Mine or something, so I went to go listen to the original, and I really liked it, um, but I don't know the dude's name, so um, <laughs> that's that. Who's that? <laughs> Then, <laughs> real fans. But I thought it was really good. <laughs> then I tried to listen to Pop Smoke, and I was late on that. I really like the song, like What You Know About Love. Then I found out he just passed. I'm just so late to all the like young folks out here now. So many young rappers in town. It's really yeah. sad. I mean, I will say, like, I don't want to pivot from that conversation, but there was. I feel like the in memoriam that they did at the Grammys was really done well. Like they shouted everybody out. I think they oh, missed okay. maybe uh Rance Allen, famous gospel artist. But 
for the most part, they got everyone. They did an amazing uh, tribute to Little Richard. Um, what's the late? Oh, man. I don't want to forget her name. Brittany Howard? Is it Brittany Howard? Okay, she is uh-huh. amazing. Yep. Now, that's, I don't think she's new at all. So I don't want to say she's new. Yeah. Oh, well, she ain't new at all. No, she's from Alabama. She's State. amazing. Now so I, I would Blue check her State. out during, um, you know, the pivot. But here we go. If if anyone, John, have you listened to Brittany Howard or Alabama Shake? Oh no! Oh no! Well, if well, if you guys <laughs> that TikTok thing. Um, but if you guys don't know Brittany Howard, her uh, one of her biggest oh, inspirations is Sister Rosetta Tharp. Sister Rosetta Tharp is arguably like the first godmother of rock. Before before rock became, you know, you know, big in, in white culture. Um, so she was actually she was like a I think she was I think she was a reverend. Um, but she did do a lot of Christian music, but she also did as we call it secular music as well and she could play the hell on the back guitar. Just YouTube. Really coming with these facts and, and I love it. What I, mean. I love it. Nah, she's dope. In the rock rock and roll hall of fame. Speaking of rock and roll hall of fame, okay. Really quick, mm-hmm. I know this wasn't on the agenda, but so Tina Turner has a uh documentary <laughs> coming out in two weeks. And one, if you guys have never gone down a YouTube Tina Tina Turner rabbit hole, do yourself a favor and do it. But the sad, I, I don't know why it's so sad to me because they're trying to promote the documentary and Tina Turner is like 82, 83. I don't know what I was expecting, but they, they've announced this week that that documentary is basically her farewell to all of her fans and pretty much everyone. And she's gonna now become a recluse in Switzerland. Um, but I don't know why that made me sad. But I was just wondering if if you guys have like heard that story, or if you have any memories of Tina Turner, or ultimately, like, what? How do you want your favorite artists or artists that you look up to or your favorites look up to? How do you want them to say goodbye? I feel like this is the right way to do it, but. God, it, oh, it, it hit me question. really hard when I read that. Yeah, that makes me sad too. So, Ron, imagine like Jay or Kanye or whoever you say Like, how would you want them to go out? Oh. I'd say it'd be, it'd be a farewell tour, you know, something where. You know, let's play the hits, you know, some of the, like, the low-key fan favorites, some of them, and I've been on the radio, but, you know, fans love. Give me like, that. I'm going to listen to one or two of those. And wait, like, when you're 80? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, like, a tech. Oh, yeah. I don't I know what it's funny, but I'm just imagining Jay-Z coming out with his Yankees hat at 80. With Sir Carter, like, leading him on the stage. Like, no, Papa. Over here. <laughs> no, honestly, by that point, I don't want I nothing from them. Like, if you that old, just live your life. Can you imagine him being 85 at a farewell tour being allowed to be Again? Audience <laughs> <laughs> like, what? <laughs> hey, we know you're not. 
Then somehow Beyonce come out for a special feature, still looking thirty five. Like, wait, what? Five minutes. Um, <laughs> Well, I mean, that, that's kind of how. <laughs> that's fair. You're right. You're right, right Dom. She's a But Dom. <laughs> I promise you were still just sitting there talking. I was like, just in case. You. <laughs> Let me get this in. <laughs> hey, Dom, I was asking, you know, how would you want your artist to kind of say goodbye once it's all said and done? Assuming they have question. the opportunity to do it. I love that question, but it's still so hard to think about, right? But I always think about all the people I want to see before they decide that they're done. Um, I think I agree with Ron. Like, something that just lets you know that they're doing it, like, for sure. Like, this is the last time. And I think that's fair. Like, you mentioned Tina Turner. Like, realistically, I'm surprised she's even doing that. Isn't she, like, really up there in age? Yeah. So that's really awesome. Like, I would love to be a part of that, actually. Like. That's something I never even dreamed would be possible to do, to see her perform. I don't know. I, I figure, like, so we've lost so many people. We've lost, you know, Prince and Michael, Whitney, who I won't, won't say they were young, but relatively to, like, you know, our parents and things like that, they are young. But it would be nice if they were able to kind of end their career on their own terms, as opposed to, you know, you know, not being able to. So. That's mm-hmm. depressing. It is. All right. Let's talk about cussing. <laughs> <laughs> I do, real quick, before before we get to, the, to cussing, I, I, I realized that. So before the call, I was curious because I hadn't seen a lot of the other performances oh, on the yeah. Grammys. I wanted to watch Harry Styles because I, I really like his androgynous style. But you know what I realized? I after watching that performance, I now understand why women go up to some Harry Styles. I get it now. He has so much swag. He's unapologetic about his androgynous style. Like obviously drawing Prince did it first, like let's be real. Uh with his style whole style. So um but he just like does what he does with the utmost confidence. And I have to respect him for that. I texted Ron. I know, mean, this was after the wedding, <laughs> too. Like, <laughs> he just got married, but this dude right <laughs> here. <laughs> you know, I mean, I'm good. I still love with him, so I get it. Okay, so it's Harry Styles. Like, where did he come from? One Direction. The, they were like the Backstreet Boys of the 2010s. Like, they were, they sold out arenas, stadiums, they sold out concerts from the get-go because they started on X Factor. They originally were all solo artists, Simon Cowell and the other I was going to say, Tori. You would think I was a fan, but I really didn't know. Should Beyonce be jealous? I I only know one One Direction song. But, but yeah, like, like, teenagers, high school, middle school, they loved One Direction. They broke up later on in the 2010s, in the late 2010s, and they've each done their own thing. Some of them are solo artists, but Harry uh-huh. is the most successful. So to that uh, he's the point, of the group, basically. A, a group today, I guess in the 2020s, that I don't quite understand, 
but I guess I get is BTS. BTS. What is that? So the yeah, uh, I didn't know like K-pop was the K-pop. Well, I figured it was a thing, but I just didn't know it was like a big thing here. And I mean, mm-hmm. it. I I've never mm-hmm. seen anything like I saw people on Twitter talking about like how their fans if they get behind whatever you believe in, it will change immediately. Like, I guess they were part of, like, some Black Lives Matter protest over the summer and some other uh, uh, protests or something. And the stuff changes because they they are so, like, I guess, they're nonstop. Like, they will not stop hounding you about that one subject. And I guess I get it. Like, they're really good performers. Uh, I didn't understand one word they were saying. I think they were talking in English, but I wasn't sure. But, man. Enough. It was something. (laughs) (laughs) And they're not the first K-pop to end in the U.S. Because y'all remember Gangnam Style by Psy. He was, I I think he was the first one to really make it big in the U.S. Before we talk about Kessa. I have a. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, no, never yeah, like <laughs> no. <laughs> no, no, no. See, my microphone's working, so I had these thoughts that I didn't get to share. So, <laughs> one quick update: the dude I was talking about earlier is Young Blue. His song is yours. Oh. Your mind still. It's it's nice, but okay. So related to the Grammys, you had talked about how this is Nas's first Grammy, and how you know one could assume that he already had a bunch. I think for me, one of the things I don't necessarily love about award shows is that they almost feel silly because it's like, let's just, let's switch gears and think about the Oscars, for example. (laughs) We already know these people are great. Like, Brad Pitt had to act in how many movies for them to acknowledge him, right? And it's just like, I don't know, they're kind of silly in that regard. Like, I, I imagine as an actor or a musician, you may feel that it's important to have it. But you know other people are earning them who couldn't even hold a candle to you. You know what I mean? No, I think that's... I feel like that is a great point. Because even if you think about the Grammys and Beyonce with their 28 awards, everyone Sunday was talking about, yeah, 28 of them, but you guys have yet to give her one of the album of the year Grammys. And on the flip side of that, you look at Taylor Swift, who has now three album of the year Grammys, which I I think is, I think Stevie has the most. I, I, I could totally be wrong there, but I feel like Stevie already has like four um, Grammy album of the year Grammys, but the fact that Taylor Swift is even in that same realm, to me is crazy. Um, and I agree with you, Dom, because there's so many actors that we know uh, and even if you look at other award shows or whatever it may be, like, we don't wait for the Grammys to say, oh, this is the person you should pay attention to. Like, we just pay attention to them because they're great. But there's so much weight or money or whatever put behind this one little statue that tells you you should believe in this person or this artist that, to your point, it does kind of become a joke after a while, especially the older you get, I feel like. Like, what did you guys think about, like, The weekend saying, I'm not going to put any more of my music up for a Grammy anymore? Damn. 
I haven't been checking for the gym for for three five years. Damn, who was going mad about that? <laughs> God damn it, I've had enough. <laughs> Not on my one. Mark it. Do you guys like? But no, like, do you guys like the way Justin took it out? It's so. I I liked it. Like, yes, I liked it when he was coming out when we were like still. In I college. agree with that. That's when I liked his music. I like the weekend's music now, but I used to love the weekend's music. Like mm-hmm. trilogy is one of my top played albums ever. I was I mean, kind of disappointed that, like, that everybody else me. was disappointed about the Super Bowl performance. I was like, "Have y'all ever heard this music? <laughs> what did y'all expect? <laughs> it was right on brand." Exactly what I expected. <laughs> Everyone else was like, "What was this? That was horrible." Yeah. I was like, mm-hmm. I'm confused. Yep. I think the older <laughs> I get, I. <laughs> I try to understand why people appreciate <laughs> other people's music. I've never been a fan of The Weeknd, ever. Um, but I understand, like, he makes catchy songs today. And I don't really know what he did before. But it sounds like all of the people I know liked his music before. And all the kids like his music today. Um, my thing, though, is I don't understand how you get so mad where you say, hey, I'm going to make this art, but I won't allow you to award me for it or to ignore me for it. Like, that's the thing that always kind of weirds me out. It's like, that's, if they want to award you for what you've done, great. If they ignore you for it, I understand being pissed off, but don't say, well, okay, I'm taking my ball and I'm going home. You can't, you can't play with me ever again. <laughs> and don't even, don't even think about inviting me ever again either. Like, that just seems silly, but. I don't know. I, I feel I don't know his reasonings, but just yeah. hearing this conversation, I think it's a legitimate like act of protest. Like I make my music, and I don't care if you evaluate it or not. Well, I guess to that, with someone like The Weeknd, who is actively boycotting and who's trying to make such a bold statement, shouldn't he care more about like the revenue that he's generating from those album sales, like? Winning those awards at this point, with as much as social media drives popularity, do the do the awards even hold weight? As far as I definitely don't think they do for like established artists. I think for like a new artist, definitely like they can expect a huge bump in streams or whatever. Like I'm sure Megan that the Stallion, even though she's very popular, she's still pretty new. She was introduced to a lot more people over the weekend. So I'm I'm sure she's enjoying a nice bump and all the other people that were nominated for Best New Artist and things like that. But like a Beyonce or a, who else? Uh Kanye or people like that, they're not gonna Grammys could mean, you know, less. They're not gonna have a lot of people flock or new people flock to their music because of that whatever they did over the weekend. But wouldn't it be like something where it's like a status thing? For instance, if you're looking at the stats of like, let's say Beyonce never gets that one Grammy to put her at that, uh, what's his name? What's one boy's name that has the most? Huff a Huff. Huff. Wow. Huff. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, his name is George. Wow. 
Uh, Y'all the worst. The <laughs> <laughs> <We> absolute worst. <laughs> 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 uh, actually, my name is George. Like in the history, would it matter to them? Good. I mean, yeah, I'm competitive. Especially like, like, I guess I'm thinking. I'm thinking. I know we're talking about grains, but I'm yeah. thinking like even like sports or. Even movies, like when it comes down to people like comparing the greatest, and if it comes down to it, usually the accolades and awards are what people look at at the end of it all. I see what you're saying. I think it kind of does what it doesn't. I think each artist has a, their own freedom of choice to choose whether or not it matters to them. And people like The Weeknd mm-hmm. and Frank Ocean, he did it a couple of years ago, okay. decided to say that they no longer. She I feel like if that you're really competitive, which I think most now. people are, you want it. Like, Beyonce wants that record. Even, I even think, like, because Jay-Z's not that far behind her. I think Jay-Z has, like, what, 22, 23? Grammys, Kanye has about the same. I'm sure they're also thinking, like, well, I probably could catch her. You know, I, I feel like there's a bit of competition in any uh professional thing that you do. Where you you do want to be classified as the best, and I think that even includes like playing the game a little bit. Yeah, I can see that. I just think that when it comes to something like music and movies, where it's all subjective, that people are have a it's like mm-hmm. more understanding. Yeah. If someone gets frustrated and decides to pull out because it's not like sports where you you know you get the higher score. And no do you think we can you. though change? No matter how great your album is, they can always decide not to give you the award. Okay, yeah, that'd be interesting. I hope not. Off to cussing. Off to cussing. Can <laughs> <laughs> you talk about cussing now? <laughs> 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 My favorite part is that I can I'm very curious to see which, what y'all feel, how y'all feel about that. Say again, what? Right, who's who's going to break it down for the audience? Me. I can't. Who's going to break it down for the people who don't know what's going on? I'll break it down. <laughs> Not for me. No, for audience. <laughs> so last week, um, there was this huge story about, I think over the weekend, there was this story that broke around Kurt Franklin and his oldest son, which I don't, I didn't know he had an older son, to be honest with you. I don't know why, how I missed that. But his older son, who's around the age of 33, his name is, uh, Carrion, Carrion, uh, yeah, and he has that son with a previous relationship, and they have an estranged relationship. And Carrion recorded a phone call with his father, uh, which I think the part I heard, I only heard like a 30 to 45 second clip. Um, <laughs> you can hear Kurt Franklin call him literally everything but the child of God. And, uh, threaten him. Everything. Uh, I don't, now we don't know what Kirion said before the call. And we don't, well, we do know what happened after Kurt, uh, hung up. But there was a lot of, <laughs> lot of, um, it wasn't becoming of <laughs> the gospel singer that Kurt Franklin is. <laughs> someone that sings about being happy. And, you know, uh, he definitely stunk, was ready to stunk a little bit. But, um, <laughs> it was a lot of cursing. So, people got up in arms. There was, uh, like everything today, there was a call to cancel Kurt Franklin. And then the church got involved, and people were saying, like, well, 
you know, we're not going to do that, and you never know what the full story is. And everyone had an opinion. Uh, I am curious to hear what was you guys' opinion, though, on that. My first question, though, let me ask this real quick. Have you guys ever been cursed out that bad before? No. No. Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> not 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 main calling, but that's like a little bit award. Yeah, I have. Grammy award winning person. Don, what you do? Don, what you do? See, that's the thing. I, to be completely honest, like I just love when I'm on Facebook and people are like, "My mom would never. My dad would never." And I'm just like, "Whoa, really?" Cause... <laughs> Because, um, <laughs> I don't think my mom would have thought that, to be honest. So, Don, what did you think? I hate to say it, but it's the truth. I have some conflicting thoughts for sure. Um, I would say for starters, I definitely thought it was inappropriate that he recorded his father, like, yeah. period. Like, okay, he could record it if he wanted to and take it to therapy or something like that. But to share with the world, like, obviously his intentions were not good right so i think that was completely inappropriate i also think that i don't feel like kirk franklin should be canceled because i feel Mm -hmm. like he's a human being and i think that people do curse and it's obvious it was very obvious that he was angry (laughs) and he's been very transparent about the fact that they have a toxic relationship so i think the things that he said were not ideal and I don't know, I feel like people are upset about the actual cussing or the insults, right? So if he was just like cussing, like, you know, F this, no big deal. But he called him a B, an M or F or all these things, like every bad word you can think of all in like 30 seconds. So it was just a lot. But then the last thought is, I actually feel for him. You know, I thought it was like cool that his mom kind of came and shared like more on the inside scoop of what was happening in this situation however at the end of the day and i saw some things that his sister was sharing about like their upbringing and him not reaching out to her and all these other things and the dad paying helping him get into college at the end of the day he was Mm -hmm. born to teenage parents and he also had to be a part of a family that kirk created that was like a nuclear family and there are things and emotions that we probably of course, shouldn't even have visibility to. But there are things that he's feeling, going through, and I just don't, I hate that people kind of like, you're taking care of, your dad's rich, you should be good. Like, I feel like that's inappropriate, and we don't know what he's feeling, and I feel like the world is like against him, but I understand that he did the first wrong action, which was releasing an audio. Do you think that was a cry for help? I mean, basically with them saying that they've been through a lot with him since he was a teenager I would probably say no I mean it seems like from what they say that he this is like a pattern for him so like he just may be a disrespectful child but so I don't know if it was like a cry for help it was probably more of an attempt to assassinate his dad's character I agree with that yeah I mean it was it's I grew up in church and my mom is a professional cusser. Like, she never cursed me out that bad, but I definitely <laughs> have felt <laughs> like, wow, you know I'm your son still? Like, why are you going up to me like this? <laughs> like, 
I, I found it very interesting. I found a few <laughs> things interesting. I thought it was interesting that he recorded his father, right? Meaning you knew you were going to use this for some purpose. And it didn't, based on what we see now, it doesn't seem like you recorded that for any type of positive purpose. I would also say, like, I thought it was interesting that, and I heard this somewhere else, so I'm kind of stealing it, but I agree with it. I thought it was interesting that Kurt Franklin apologized to us as opposed to his son, Mm -hmm. who he cursed out, or his family, who he, I would think, embarrassed. Mm -hmm. Um, But then last, I thought it was interesting that his mom is out also not, you know, disagreeing with Kurt Franklin, saying, hey, I know that was a bad moment, but we have had issues with our son, and that's her only child. So I thought that was interesting. It it does seem like there is something going on with him, and you know, I hope he finds peace. That's that's what I hope for the most. Um, and I'll I'll be quiet, but I want to circle back to this whole conversation around you know church people in person. If we can, yeah. I know, know Tori, you had a few questions or thoughts too. Yeah, I. The more I think about it after watching those interviews, I'm not going to say he Carrion was right for what he did, but I understand, and I, I kind of just after thinking about it. I understand where he's coming from more because I because after watching the interview with Kurt and his wife Tammy and then Carrie's mother, neither one of them mm-hmm. is really on no one's really on his side. I don't I don't see anyone in his corner. And I was looking through his Instagram, like skimming through it, and I didn't notice any sort of patterns of this kind of behavior. And the way that his dad yelled at him, to me that's not the first time he's yelled at him like that. And, and y'all are right. We didn't hear what what Carry On said beforehand. We didn't listen to the whole thing. But for him to go off like that, he's gone off on him like that before. And I thought it was, I didn't like how his mother's interview with that um, Harpies Radio host who seemed very biased and was like pro-Kirk all the way. Um, what I really did, what really stuck with me was his mom looking to the camera all dramatically and said, you weren't Not abandoned, sure. you had two parents. Yeah, you could still have two parents and live, have shitty parents. And feel abandoned. But you could still live yeah. in a two-parent household. It could be, you could still experience abuse and feel abandoned and feel neglect and whatnot. And the thing that was interesting was, Kurt kept saying, he disrespected me, he disrespected me. Well, and I understand that I guess I guess he's within his right to pick and choose what information he wants to divulge. But how did he disrespect you? What did he do to warrant that reaction out of you to say that you're gonna wring his neck that he's a, a bitch ass N word? Like I, I don't I, I don't think I, I I think to answer your question, Conrad, I think it was a cry for help. I think Carry On is going through things and is not, he's not handling it properly, that's for sure. That definitely should not have been out in the open to everyone. But I understand. And I'm 
what really bothers me, and Dom, you touched on this, which which is good, um, because Ricky Smiley, I don't know if y'all listened to him, but I noticed he mentioned the whole thing, and he kept saying, you have two parents, you live in a great house, they pay for your college, so what? Like, there's still things, like, to Dom's point, there's still things that are going on that maybe he's not vocalizing properly to where they don't get it, but I just heard a lot of dismissiveness from his dad and his mom in those moments. And I just hope he has someone in his corner. I do want to say, like, I feel like everybody has blamed this, though. And I feel like it's unfortunate that we are even, like, included in this. Like, I wish we would have never heard the audio if he wanted to say, hey, I have issues with my father, I wish it was done in a more um, constructive way. I don't, I don't know what that looks like, but therapy or something like that. Because... Um, well, they they both claim they tried counseling. Like, oh, yeah. didn't Kirk say something to Tamron Hall about how we tried counseling and whatnot, but he was very particular about what he picked and cho- chose to divulge, and which is fine. That's his own right. I, like you guys, I'm just not quick to defend him immediately and defend Carrion immediately because there's obviously things that, a lot of things that we don't know, and I think there's a lot of yeah, things that Carrion so is trying to tell us, but it's just not cut off right. When it comes to these celebrities, because in after the, at the aftermath is all PR to me. Yeah. Um, so it's like you really aren't getting even the apology that Frank, uh, Kirk mm-hmm. Franklin did right after in his house and he's apologizing to his fans and all that. I don't know if I would, that was as sympathetic as I, and we, I think we've talked about apologies from celebrities before on the podcast, but it's just so hard to believe everything you see when it's celebrities and their life because everything is so public in general so you don't really obviously know what's happening behind closed doors so like making assumptions on what may be happening behind closed doors but I'm also thinking on the other side like if you know let's say Kirk and his ex-wife and his current wife have been through this journey for the past 20 plus years or whatever trying to help you know this kid out and what if this was a breaking point for uh, Kirk? You know, as he's like he was saying, like he's a human too. And like, yeah, what if something did trigger him and he also lost his training and thought, and you know, lost his in that moment, lost his bearings on his faith and just let loose and got angry. That's a possibility too. So that's why I'm just like, this is such a <laughs> almost. He say, she say, and then we we can assume what everyone is saying, and it's so hard. But I don't know. And, and this this might lead into the conversation about you know swearing and being in the church. But I have seen more people. I've, I've oh, seen yeah. more people support Kirk than I'm seeing. Like Kirk has some heavy fans. Like he has the church. Like that church support is heavy. So from what, at least from the comments that I've seen, they are all, yeah. you know, anti-Carrion. Uh, I mean, every single gospel artist I follow, and every gospel again, artist that came across the screen, was we not, uh, we ain't canceling Kurt, and 
you can get rid of that. Ain't nothing happening. You you ain't never been cursed that, which I I hate that excuse. Like, yeah, we've all been cursed that. It doesn't mean it's okay. Um, but you feel like I feel like every time you say something like that, you have to follow it follow it up with. But we don't know the whole story, and that's the truth. And I agree with Conrad because it was it was. Everything after is PR, so you don't have to believe any of it. Like someone told him, he had to get on Instagram and apologize. Um, in that video, somebody probably looked at the video before he posted it and said, "Oh, I don't like how you said this. Try it again and add this in there. Make sure you say this part and don't use that word. Use this word." And unfortunately, he is that type of artist where he can't just say anything from his heart. I. I imagine, I don't know him, um, but I would assume because of the stature that Kurt Franklin has and, you know, how important he is to the music industry, he would have people depending on him to do the right thing in this moment. Um, I think one thing that I've noticed over the past week that I, I thought was an interesting conversation was, you know, you're in church or you're this holy person this is what people say not me saying that you're this gospel singer you're this holy person what you cursing like that for and how dare you talk to somebody like that like you should be above that and i always feel like we're all human though like there is a human aspect to all of us and we all can be pushed to the edge and we all have buttons that can be pushed and as nice as you are as you know, uh, uh, religious or spiritual as you are, you can be pushed over the edge and have that type of reaction. I know I've definitely had it, um, but I just thought that was an interesting conversation I've seen over the past week. I do want to mention one more thing um, regarding Carrie Ann's mom's interview that, that really bothered me. She kept talking about mm. cancel culture, cancel culture. Like, when people talk about it like that, it makes you think, well, what the hell do you have to hide that you are preaching about cancel culture? But she kept saying this, she kept conflating it with rape victims, you know, coming out years later about who their rapist is. And I'm just thinking, like, wait a minute, what? That, that doesn't even, she said, if you're going to expose someone I was very on social confused about media, that. expose yourself. First of all, what does that mean? Secondly, you worked right. You worked with rape victims, and you're saying this, or are you saying that you don't like you that you don't believe the the, the victim first? Like it was very it was very strange. She and it was so clear that she was siding with Kurt all the way because she even said I, that she said she called that she accepted Kurt's call. But all she did was text her son <laughs> and assume that his tone, tell you, you know, led to led to Kirk's reaction. That does tell you some stuff. Because I, okay. I mean, I look now, at that I'm pattern like, here. <laughs> you're not here at all for you. Here to make sure. To me, you look like you're here to make sure your lifestyle is good. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs>
Yeah, because she had the 60s, Aretha Franklin. This is when we she need Oprah, pearl, right? Because Oprah would have got She had her Sunday outfit on. So, what makes you want to break your son's neck? What got you there? What specifically got you there? Carry on, is that true? That's what we needed. Because I'm like, we ain't going to find out nothing. Now, here's the thing, Kurt. Don't release no music for like the next year or so because we can't hear you talking about smiling and stuff and we'd have heard what you what you say you could do. Uh, <laughs> give, it a, give it a little bit of a break. Let us let us think about some other stuff for a minute. But that was that was something because I tell you I'm I'm a huge fan of Kurt Franklin. I love Kurt Franklin. I've grown up on it Kurt Franklin. Very telling. And I know just growing up in church, like I know, like some of the stuff that he's dealt with, uh, I, it's not lost on me that he, to Tori, Tori, you said this, but he's a teenage parent, but he was, you know, brought up or Dom, he was brought up with teenage parents and his father abandoned him at an early age. Oh, that was, that was Dom. That he was, was Dom. brought up by his, uh, grandmother and he's had a trying childhood and trying adulthood. Um, I mean, you can read some of the stories that he's announced. But it was very difficult to hear any parent. Because as, as much as I joke about, like, my mom uh, cursing at me, my mom has never, never threatened to kill me or never threatened to break my neck and things like that. So that was difficult to listen to from any person. Yeah. And she was even like, something that she was like, neck, you didn't mean literally. Did you, did you and I was like, wow, so this is what this is. Up before he started cussing, though? <laughs> Going against like, your own though, Let me talk to you the way you understand. Or something like that. Did he say something like that? That's when I was like, I, I would agree with you, Tori, when I was like, oh, yeah. this is probably I think so, before. yeah. Like, but, I mean, I just hope they figure, you know, that situation out. Mm-hmm. I hope uh, his son gets the help he needs. They obviously all, you know, need to figure out their family um, foundations, and uh, and I think a lot of people. I know you know the to me the reason I think Kurt has a lot of support on top of that, besides it just being like the black behind the black church. Uh, I think the fact that so many people have like Brian was saying, you know, Kurt's story and his like struggles he's had in his past, and how he's like succumbed them, and then like seeing him in this light is like unheard of. It's like, yeah. he can't be doing that now. Like, he's successful. Like, he's been working hard. I believe that he's, you know, he's the perfect dad and father. So, I think that's why he's getting so much support because people are kind of blinded by the fact that, you know, this he had the Cinderella story and, you know, his, you know, he kept saying about the history of his son to kind of put that out there. Like, we've been trying to help this dude you see, he, this is what's happening. He's an old ass. He's a grown ass kid, a grown ass man. And so at this point, I'm gonna talk to him like a a man. I guess is what he was saying. But I just hope everything works out because in the end, yeah. In the end, it also makes this as you know the black community back it's to the situation. You know, and like it's like this is like going two steps backwards or a thousand steps backwards because now this is he's a it's a black family. On national television, in social media, like just, you know, it's a negative picture on the black community again and what we're trying to 
pick. So I just hope that things work out. Man. You know what? And I know we're trying to go ahead. So. Well, with that, I was just going to say with that comment, I do want us to be careful. Like when we say it's a negative look on the black community, I don't want that to, for white people to think, oh, well, you know, like I don't want us to. Yeah, you know, I guess my like, what white people expect yeah, yeah. in us as a kid. I have like, no question. I, I just had that. I just I knew. Do you think it's possible to not want Kirk Franklin to be canceled, but still not condone his behavior? Ooh. So you know, <laughs> we were talking earlier about like, okay, cause that's my thought process too. Like, yeah. I don't think what he did is acceptable, but I don't think oh, I yeah. feel like it's drastic enough. How he handled his own son in a private conversation, drastic enough to be like, "Hey, nah, you can't, you can't think about the Lord ever again." <laughs> see, God don't, God don't love you. No more. So be, see, but Dom, I feel like that. Yeah, I is agree. Such yeah, I agree with question that. Because this, is, this is not, this is not a chance. I feel like <laughs> we don't have the in between today. Like it is very much like a. You are done. We're done. Hand. We're done bo- uh, dealing with you. Or it's a. I'm totally blind to whatever you did. I'm just gonna support you because I love whatever you put into the universe. And I feel like that's kind of the the difficulty in like today's conversations is like, what do you do if Kurt was obviously wrong? That is not okay for you to do that. I mean, even if you didn't know you were being recorded and didn't know you were being recorded. Like, that's not okay. And to the earlier point, we it definitely sounds like this is not the first conversation like that. And it also sounds like he knew he could take you there so that he could get this on recording. So how do I tell you, like, oh, that is messed up and not allow you to give me some BS apology, but also to still tell you, like, but I still rock with you and I'm going to be there on third Sunday when you at um you know my spot <laughs> that's what I struggle yeah. with <laughs> but in reality what what petty level is that that's, for son that's professional <laughs> at, what, at what level is that a thousand two thousand a thousand opposite <laughs> I ain't never recorded nobody no before, but I know yeah. I would mess up it was if I did record you. I'd be the toad like, well, one more, one I'm... more time. What you say? <laughs> say it louder. I bet you're gonna say it louder. Say it again, man. Clearer, clearer. <laughs> <laughs> no, come here for real. Say it right here. <laughs> I bet That's you're gonna to my chest. <laughs> Like on Sunday, we were just hanging out at um, a hotel. We were just talking about um, mostly like learning about petty things that Ron has done. And because I always, yeah. we're petty with each other. Um, <laughs> one would argue that one is, you know, on an extreme level of petty than the other. <laughs> you guys can guess the other, that extreme that is. But <laughs> some people like to go like, an extra level <laughs> you at like you know one and you go so six. It's fine. Um, I'm pronouns now. 
<laughs> yeah. So one thing that Rhonda, <laughs> that I think I, I see it on Twitter now, some would probably say it's Nicole Fields, but he has called me skirts for the last. <laughs> he has called me skirts for the last ten years. It's at least ten years. At first, I was on my feminist shit, like, that's yeah, inappropriate, don't you dare call me that. And then it's hard to like, I kind of like the attention, so keep it coming. And then, <laughs> and then you know, I know, it, sound, it sounds terrible, but y'all, it was a different time then. It's true, it really was a different time. Um, so yeah, like, but then, like it, it's just funny because he told me that, like, he said that with other people where, like, he'll, he'll just, like, Depending on what, depending on what someone says to him, he will come up with the most flawless. That's the pettiest thing. Remarks. I was gonna say. <laughs> All of them Like you have a second birthday for Brian. Here, because of Brian. Yeah, that's that, that was off. the most like, pettiest thing. Boy, why are you still talking to this and person, Brian? Like, it'd be random people texting me, and I'm like, how do you even? How do you, that was one time. Yeah, I met each other. Why are you telling me happy birthday? <laughs> <laughs> and then I get to a place where I have to like say thank you. So I'm like, oh, thank you for, but it's not my birthday. <laughs> like, I didn't explain it. That's <laughs> 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 annoying. Uh, to get a background on, on what we're talking about is um, I think it maybe had to be like five, six years ago. Oh, so Brian's real birthday was in May. And this was in August. He texted me like, for some reason, my coworkers were randomly texting me. Happy I literally birthday. thought that was And it. I was like, well, this is your second like, birthday. Okay, now I'm putting fun. it in my phone. <laughs> so I put it in my phone for it to remind me one year later. <laughs> sure enough, I forgot about it. <laughs> but my reminder went off <laughs> one year later. And I was like, oh, yeah, it's Brian's second birthday. Let me tell everybody. Ron makes every year it just grows. The list of people who keep thinking it's his birthday. Like, what's up, Ryan? Hey, don't forget, it's Ryan's second birthday. Don't forget to text me. Yeah. And I swear I'm at home. Like, it got to the point, I don't even need to remind her anymore. Like, I kind of know that. I tell like, you so many times that day. Because the text will just keep coming. Didn't we send, didn't we like, send you they emails everywhere. It's, the worst is, like, when people at work are texting me, like, oh, happy birthday. And I'm like, yeah. I don't even yeah. talk to you, so please stop. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know how to tell you, like, Ron, don't talk to this person, so they won't ever talk to me again, right? <laughs> it's the most annoying thing ever. <laughs> I wish it was. It's never going to stop. It's impressive that it's gone on for this long. It's in my phone. It has a life of its own now. I have a feeling even if I didn't tell people, there would still be certain people who would just have it in their phone. Because they don't, they don't really know. You know, that's just not a character trait that I have. So. Tom, what's the Queen. funniest, pettiest yeah. thing you've ever done? Because you, so you do have too. some. I, I have no idea you. what y'all are doing. <laughs> Speaking of. And it's so, so annoying because it comes from a, like, you and Ron, a right? kind heart. So you're just like. I feel like my favorite petty memories of Dom was our DC trip. And it was like the entire weekend. This isn't even true. <laughs> it was the entire weekend. And you have to like be there. Like yeah. you have to be in the moment or you will 
you won't even know you just got old, like in that moment. And it's like, wait. Sometimes you do. Uh, sometimes you could like just be thinking about something else, and then she'll walk away. And you're like, wait, what? What, what did we just talk about? Like, what, what is happening? At least I, I feel like Dom is, is is so smooth with it. It's like, what is happening? <laughs> Yeah, actually, just recently we started to uh, roast each other. And it's been amazing. <laughs> <laughs> it has been incredible. Awesome. Oh. I love that. <laughs> but I will say, it might be a good thing. Sometimes y'all just be going too small. <laughs> 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 Got me looking in the mirror like, that's not that really look like a thing. <laughs> <laughs> It's true. <laughs> like, you know, it's <laughs> oh, that's great. Alright, so I had to ask some uh, like my cousin and uh some of the homies what the one of the pettiest things I've done in their presence. And uh so my childhood friend says uh Saint Patty's Day I think it was 2014. It was one where it was really cold. And he came to visit and we we're doing the whole MSU St. Patty's Day activities. And of course, we end up with the Eric's. And it's now probably, we've been drinking since probably like 9 a.m. in the morning, probably 10. And, uh, and we get to Rick's and it's 6 p.m. Now. And, uh, so at that point, lit level is pretty high. We're hanging out downstairs in the Ricks, and we're at the bar, and some dude, um, some dudes order, like, a bucket of beer, <laughs> but they never come for it. They never come back for it. So my <laughs> intoxicated self <laughs> is looking at the bucket of beer, and I'm like, we're going to come back with this, right? You won't. So I just grabbed the bucket. And, uh, little did I know, the people that ordered it was, I guess, the guys that we had talked to. They didn't hear it. No. Guys. <laughs> right, exactly. So, <laughs> guys come back. That's a surprise. Your petty is petty theft. That's pretty good. 
Yeah, yeah, petty for real. Sharing is caring. Wow. <laughs> um, I think we got a recording. That was yeah. No. <laughs> I think they did it with any things. Like, they got no problem. <laughs> can't knock the hustle. The audacity. And they probably look like that guy is so nice. Like, I can't believe exactly. he's here with us. <laughs> you didn't even have to. Right. Right? Oh, I miss good it. Good times in East Lansing. I miss it. Mm-hmm. I remember the St. Patrick's Day of 2012. One of the greatest days ever. Story. That's top five. I feel like that's the happiest of everything. Yes. Every time it was that warm and beautiful. Like, every. every <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you parked the line that day. <laughs> I miss her. Uh, I don't feel like I'm petty. I just feel like petty things happen to me. So. Like the birthday thing and stuff like Dang. that. Like I don't feel like I'm ever petty with someone else. <laughs> that is true. You are a magnet. If that's the case, that's then true. the first one that comes to mind uh, is me. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. That's like my all time favorite one. <laughs> that is my all time favorite member of Brian. Oh, I want to hear the story. And then also Ron. I think that's oh, the first yeah. time I've ever seen Ron kind of like agitated to the point where he's like, I'm ready to fight you. <laughs> That was like the longest night right, ever. So that's after we did the, the walk. We did a walking tour, right? And I don't think many of us wanted to do a walking tour. And we went, we walked about, it felt like 50 miles, but it probably was like two. By that point, we were like, hey, can we just get a drink and some food? Like, what can we do right now? And then we went to, um, was it Marvin's? To go stand in line. Yeah, Marvin's. And stood in line, and these, this homeless homeless guy came up and was like, you know, hey, can I get some money and stuff like that? And we were like, no, you know. But all right, let me go ahead. Okay, I'll tell the subway part. I feel like talk down on this. You got you to gotta explain. This homeless guy is, all right, he, he was frightened. He was frightened. Uh, <laughs> The way he was looking at Brian. <laughs> I feel like Ron never gets like flustered or never gets agitated, but that point he was like oh, back up on me. <laughs> I, I, I don't understand how you missed all this story because at one point you were around. I feel like the girls because they were gonna they were like gonna get in free or ahead of us. It was like we were back there in the back, and the girls were kind of up in the front. So maybe that's what happened. Yeah. But true. It was like the, you know, some homeless people come up to you, ask you, they know what you're going to say, and they'll keep like, it moving. He, like, staring into your he was kind of like, no, I'm going to join your group until you figure out how to give me some money. Yep. And if you can't figure it out, well, I'm just going to stay here because you got to stay in line. So it's not like you're going to go in. <laughs> oh, and he reeked, man. That dude, it was bad. I feel bad for Ron because Ron was like, every two seconds, Ron would like do that. I've never ever seen Ron. Ron's probably been mad at me, probably call it 
on one hand, right? Where he's literally <laughs> like, I'm going to tell you I'm mad at you. But so he had the guy over his shoulder and then me in front of him, like, hey, Rod, hey, Rod, hey, Rod. <laughs> Rod legit was like, stop. <laughs> and I felt it in my soul. And I was like, well, fuck this. I want to go home. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, we were in, we didn't even at we we're still in line trying to go to the bar. No, we were in line. We were in line or you guys were at Subway, the subway down the street from our This is part one. Yeah. We were all together, though, but, you know, we were a big group at that point. You were next to the ground. And I was like, I will never bother you again in my life. <laughs> like that's what I got for that moment. So fast forward, we get into the club. <laughs> we were only, I mean, they were only open for an hour. And we were like, well, fuck this. Like, we're going to go get some food. Go to Subway. Because at that point, Subway was my life. And we like, oh, Subway open though. All right, bet. So we go to Subway. And it's like, my God, we're going to get some affordable food. And I cannot wait for this. And so we get in line. It's a long line. And I'm like, hey, y'all, I'm going to go wash my hands because I want to make sure I enjoy this. As soon as I get myself, I want to sit down and enjoy it. Who do I see in the bathroom? Oh, boy. The homeless dude. And what is he doing? Washing blood from a place I don't know where he came from. I don't know what's happening. No. No. Y'all still at the club, by the way. Y'all still at the bar. This is us mm-hmm. at the subway next door. Yeah. That's why I, I see why I was not going about this. Yeah. Was it me, you, and yeah. Carly, and uh, Darnell? Oh, my gosh. You guys Brian are in came danger. Brian the bathroom like he saw someone got shot. Like he saw a dead body. He's like, dude, there's blood everywhere. Come on, man. Have you ever been so hungry? What? What? I just want to eat. Like, this is all I'm looking forward to. And I'm going to wash my hands to be responsible. But if y'all weren't here, I wouldn't even do that. But let me go do this. And then you see that. And it's like, I'm not even hungry no more. Fuck it. Like, (laughs) yeah. So Brian Brian gets in line, agitated at this point. The homeless guy comes back out. Brian is now frustrated with a little bit with the subway guys because Brian at this point is like the subway yeah, king, so he knows everything he wants. You got to in the correct in the correct order. And so I feel like the guy who was making your sub wasn't doing it correctly <laughs> because low key they so once it's a certain time of night so they expected you to not even know where you are. So they're like, you're just make that it anyway. and I'm like, time. no, I'm here. Like I want my sub. <laughs> and I want extra like, no, that. Don't do that. I <laughs> don't, that. Don't play with me. So we get to the end of the line, and it's time to play. Hey, now homeless dude shows back up, and he's like, "I just want some money. Like, I just want a sandwich, or I want some money." And I'm like, "No, not again. Like, this three times. Like, what have I done at this point? Like, Ryan yelled at me. I saw you in the bathroom." And now you're back. Like, you are ruining my trip at this point. So we get there, and I'm like, you know what? Whatever. I'm going to give him some money. And I go to hand him some cash, and he touches my hand with a bloody hand. 
<laughs> at that point, you asked Donald. And Don- oh my God. I told Donald, I was like, Donald, I'm going to cry and I'm ready to go. Like, I don't want to be here no more. Like, Hey, no. Stop it. Yeah. Yeah, because he wanted me to pay for him. Yeah, that was it. Yeah. (laughs) So, I I apologize. He didn't touch me with his hand. I touched a dollar that he was. No, I did not get a shot. I think I should, too. That was bloody. But I remember, oh, yeah. I remember Carly was there. That was, and oh, Carly, okay. Carly is cool for like everything. And, and Conrad was there. I, and I remember going to Donald's. I don't, I don't want to be here no more. I want to go home. <laughs> and he was like, but we're at Subway. <laughs> and I was like, fuck Subway. <laughs> Speaking of petty. Like, I'm done with this. <laughs> Arnold is sitting down at the table waiting for us to get ready. <laughs> Shafi comes back. He's like, "Yeah, I'm ready to go." <laughs> you know, Darnold with his little laugh. Yeah, like, <laughs> you should be at Subway. This is your favorite place. Why are you trying to? <laughs> <laughs> the last person to go to. So yeah, I don't really see. Oh, he's no help. <laughs> but wait, I don't understand why. Okay, so the, wait, the why did you? I think that's the gap yeah. I'm not and understanding. He kept pressing wrong. It was odd. Specifically. So, like, we said, no, we're good, blah, blah, blah. And then he just stood there. Like, imagine, like, you're already got in line, waiting, and then this homeless dude is literally breathing behind your back. Yeah. Just keep, at this point, he's not just talking to himself behind Ron. <laughs> and Ron keeps, like, <laughs> doing that uncomfortable, like, RD. Like, he's not saying anything, but like moving like forward, he starts cracking his knuckles, like all the time. Well, and the guy like, knows what he's doing. Like, like he man. knows you can't, you are not gonna go anywhere. Yeah. So I'm gonna sit here because you can't go anywhere because you told me you're not gonna give me no money. If you give me money, I'll leave. But if you don't, I'll just sit here with you. And I was, but then on top of that, <laughs> Ryan, Ryan was doing Ryan. Like, Cannot wait for she was like, so another ready, like, group. Out of the game. Like, a trip. like like one misstep, yes. you're out. All right, unless you point, it's time to get stressed. Oh, I got positivity. Positivity, oh my god! Don't go ahead and after that. You already got the positivity. Positivity. 
<laughs> the remakes. That's the, um, the yeah. guy that's uh, Bob yeah. from Slovakia. Anyways. Or George. <laughs> George? <laughs> You're singing really fast. <laughs> George. <laughs> so I'm actually going to uh, share five things. Darnold actually shared this with us. Uh, this, and he said, remember these five things. You are valuable. You are enough. You have a voice, you are seen, and you are capable. Remember those five things, because all of us are capable. All of us have a voice, especially in these times right now. A lot of voices are being silenced. <clears throat> so you have a voice. You have a voice to put those people up, bring those people out of darkness. You are enough. You are valuable. You are seen, and you are always capable. So I hope the week is going well. Um, I'm trying to find some positive light. I find some positive vibes. Um, there's a lot of darkness happening. <coughs> uh, hearts uh, and prayers go out to all the families that mm-hmm. lost loved ones in uh, Atlanta. With our Asian community, Asian brothers and sisters, we stand with you in solidarity. Um, hate will be taken out of this world at some point. We're going to keep fighting. Uh, but we love you guys. Tom, thanks for joining us today. Really appreciate, of course, having your voice in the podcast. Um, do you have anything you want to promote? I know you do have something, but I wanted you to kind of... Oh, sure. Thank you. Um, yeah, so Meals Without Meat, you can find me on Facebook. I'm actually launching a course to help people transition to plant-based eating slowly. And then I'm really excited about my new project. I started making stickers with positive affirmations. And you can find me on Etsy at Culture Stick, all as one word. Awesome. All right, right, y'all. Well, thank you for tuning in to the podcast. We hope y'all enjoy. We hope y'all feel free to tune in next week. And feel free to hit us up if y'all want to come through. You know, if y'all want to send a topic our way. If there's anything y'all want to hear us talk about it, or any other opinion y'all want to hear, feel free to hit us up at our, our email, foodsmanpodcast at gmail.com. We're on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, at foodsmanspodcast. Feel free to catch me in the yep. middle I'm back on Twitter. I forgot. My name is Ron Burgundy. I'm out there. I think there's three, there's three R's. Yeah, there you go. Ron Burgundy with three R's. B-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-